Amen. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bible to 2 uh, Timothy. Hold your place in 2 Timothy. Uh, we want you to kind of be ready to go there. Uh, and uh, I want to say to everybody, thank you so much for all the hard work you do around here and all our servants. Uh, Amber mentioned them, and so we appreciate so much all the people that work together, our, our worship team that comes early. And then you may not know it, but our worship team on Monday nights normally practice for an hour or so. And so they're, they're, they're serving you uh, on Monday nights as they prepare for our weekly times. Just a lot going on, and we appreciate everybody uh, uh, in, in what they do and how they serve the Lord. Uh, are you in 2 Timothy? If you're there, say, I'm there, Pastor. Amen. Hold your place there. We're going to jump in. I want to tell you where, we're, where we've been and then, and then share some things with you this morning. We're in a series called Doomsday Preppers. Everyone say, Doomsday Preppers. Now, that's just designed as a hook. It's not designed to, to scare you. Uh, well, maybe a little bit. Uh, and it's not about gas masks and MRI, MREs, MREs. Uh, it's about preparing our life and our family for the end of days. And it's more of a spiritual insight, of course. Uh, and we've got to be ready. Everybody say, you've got to be ready. We looked at Matthew 24 and 25, and we may go back there some, but you know the story, the disciples asked Jesus some questions. He had prophesied the destruction of Jerusalem, and they said, they asked three key questions. Uh, when will this be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus began to talk about the end of days. He talked about wars and rumors of wars. He talked about earthquakes. Uh, in fact, how many of you saw the news where Nepal and India suffered an earthquake and, and thousand plus people are, uh, have, have lost their lives there in Nepal? In fact, it was so strong it shook Mount Everest uh, and I think 11 people including one Google executive lost their life on Mount Everest not because of Mount Everest but because of an earthquake that shook Mount Everest. How many of you know uh, even if you're the biggest mountain on planet earth you're still subject to the shaking? All right, and so we see these uh, beginning of sorrows, Jesus called, and we realized that we are in the uh, midst of the last days. Everyone say last days. And Jesus taught us in, in Matthew 24 and 25 and really throughout all of the Scripture, especially the New Testament, that we as God's people need to be ready for His return. Everyone say you got to be ready because Jesus is coming back to planet Earth. How many of you know that? And so when you begin to look at it, and I would encourage you as you study Scripture and begin to read the Scripture and start thinking about throughout the New Testament all the different places and references to the return of Jesus Christ. He's coming back again to planet Earth. And so we must be ready. That's why I share this message with you. We looked at some insights about where we need to be ready. The first one was we, we looked at Revelation 1 where John had a revelation of the resurrected Christ. And you know the story when he heard the voice uh, there on the aisle called Patmos. He turned and it was like a loud trumpet and he saw Jesus Christ in all of his glory. And he went up to him and gave him a high five and said, what happened in Lord? No, he fell down as a dead man. He was overwhelmed by the presence and the person of Jesus Christ. And I gave you this truth about the end of days. And it is this, to not be overwhelmed by the end of days, we must be overwhelmed by the ancient of days. 
Amen? And allow Him to be what causes us to be overwhelmed. And, and, and John was overwhelmed not only by the presence of the resurrected Christ, but by the person of Jesus Christ. If you want to stand strong in the face of adversity, and let me tell you something, the end of days has adversity. You've got you to wrap yourself around the revelation of Jesus Christ and all He's done for you and who He is and begin to walk with Him and talk with Him and fellowship with Him. And so... Hey, it's the revelation of Jesus. And then we looked at the next thought about that of what we saw in Revelation 1 and 2. And it's the revelation of the church. Interesting thing, the resurrected Christ when he revealed himself to John to begin to write letters to the churches uh, and, and share with them about the end of days. We see him and John saw him walking in the midst of his churches. And these churches were not great churches. Some of them had serious issues. How many of you know when humanity gets involved, there's always issues. And so even though the churches had issues, we see Jesus walking in the midst of his churches. And let me just say to you, here's what we brought from that. To prosper in the midst of the end of days. To be blessed in the midst of the end of days. Place yourself where Jesus is in the midst of his church. You know, there's a culture that is uh, that is calls itself Christian that is is pulling away from from uh, uh, from the church. Listen, the last place you need to be pulling away from in the end of days, in the last days, is the family of faith and the local church and the and the government of God in your life. We need one another. Then we talked about the revelation of relationship. Not just coming to church, but building relationships with one another. John the Revelator, when he wrote this let these letters, he said this to them, your brother and companion in the tribulation. Listen, in troubled times, we need brothers and sisters and, and, and companions in the kingdom. We don't need uh, just politicians and, and people who are doing their do. We need relationship with one another. We need one another. Everybody say, I, I need you, man. We really do. I need you. In fact, I've begun to say that more and more uh, with others. I'm just, hey, we need one another. Most of you think, well, uh, you know, I need the church. I need, uh, I need uh, somebody to help me this. I need somebody to help. Listen, uh, there's other people who need you. We need one another. Have you ever thought that the pastor might need you? We need one another. And it's the power of relationship. And we looked at that and I came away with this thought for you. And it is this, in the end of days, it's not position, prestige, or property that will protect and provide, but righteous relationships with God and the family of God, however, on the other hand, will. Listen, when you stand in the midst of the end of days, in the midst of the, even now we're in the beginning of sorrows and, and trouble is all around you. Listen, it's not your prestige or your position or your property. It's, it's those people that love you and, and, and you love them back and the family of faith. Amen. And so it's so important. Now this morning I'm going to jump into what I'll call the dynamic duo. Y'all talk, y'all say the dynamic duo. And that's not Batman and Robin, right? It's not Batman and Robin. Uh, and here it is this morning. It's the revelation of the Spirit of God and the revelation of the Word of God. Everyone say, the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Listen. In fact, today we're just going to look at one part of the dynamic duo because there's so much that I need to say. And so next week, let me just say, we're going to talk about the revelation of the Spirit of God and how important uh, the Spirit of God is to us as the last day's church and how we need all that we can receive from God in the Spirit of God. But it's a 
dynamic duo. They work together. In fact, let me just show it to you quickly. Revelation 1.10, you don't need to turn there. But in that first chapter, where was John on the Lord's day? We got one guy said it out loud. Where was John on the Lord's day? He was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. That's a good thought, by the way. If you come to church in the Spirit, flowing in the Spirit, and when he's in the Spirit, he hears the Lord speaking. And that references the Word of God. And so even there in the Revelation, we see where John, in fact, what did Jesus say to John? Write these things down. And it became the inspired Word of God. So we see there even in the last days, he's, he's saying we need the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Everybody say the Spirit of God. And the Word of God. In fact, think about Jesus and His post-resurrection. You know, He rose from the dead. And for 40 days, He showed Himself uh, to the family of faith, if you will. And if you read Acts chapter 1, verse 3, it says for 40 days, He spent time with the, the beginnings of the church. And He spoke things to them. And He taught them things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That's the Word of God. Everyone say the Word of God. And then he says this, go to Jerusalem and wait for the Spirit of God. You see, you can have the Word of God, but not the Spirit of God, and you only have a portion of all that God has for you in order to be able to stand strong in the face of adversity and be able to be uh, prosperous and, and productive in the kingdom of God. Everyone say the Word of God and the Spirit of God. We need them both in our life. I love, in fact, if, are you in 2 Timothy? I just want, don't want you lying to me now. Look in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Let me show you this dynamic duo again. It says this, hold fast the pattern of sound words. Uh-oh, there's the everyone say the word of God. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. And look what verse 14 says, that good thing which was committed to you, keep by the what? Holy Spirit who dwells within you. Everyone say the Word of God and the Spirit of God. That's the dynamic duo. And we need His Word in our life. You know, I've seen people in church, they love the Spirit of God, but when you, you know, let me just throw this out. You can put a big sign out front and, go, and say, Holy Ghost Conference, and man, and you're talking about uh, the prophecy and, you know, prophecy conference. And man, come hear the, the, the prophecy speaker speak. Man, people, want, they're just infatuated with that stuff. And it's all good. And they come and they'll fill the house. Uh, and then you put up their, you know, Bible study, uh, you know. And, and, uh, how come the Holy Spirit conference? That Bible study. Listen, if you, if you get out of balance, you're going to be in trouble. Listen, the, where you and I need to be most balanced is in the last days. We need balance in our life of the dynamic duo working. Let me just say, the word dynamic, I'm telling you, it's dynamic. The Word of God, when you begin to embrace it, in just a moment, I'm going to share some insights about the Word of God that are going to help you uh, embrace the reality of the dynamic impact of the Word of God in your life, especially in the last days. Amen. And then next Sunday, in fact, let's do this. Let's pray all week long. Let's pray together all week long and ask God on Sunday morning just to show up in our life and let people be filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered by the Spirit of God and get full of the Spirit of God and pray in the Spirit and sing in the Spirit and, and dance in the Spirit. Amen. I've danced before. It's never been in the Spirit. Uh, it's been kind of corny, but hey. 
How many of you believe God wants to manifest Himself through us and to us by way of the Holy Spirit? That's next Sunday. Uh, so with that in mind, you need to understand that, that God has given us the dynamic duo to face the, the, the trouble and the trauma of this life. Now, listen carefully. The last days, they're deceptive days and difficult days. Everyone say deceptive and difficult. What did Jesus say in Matthew 24? The first two things he said when the disciples asked him, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? He gave them two things, the first two instructions. The first one is this, take heed that no one deceives you. The last days are filled with deception. We'll see that when we get to 2 Timothy chapter 3 in just a moment. And then their difficult days. He begins to outline the difficulty of the days before us. Understand something. The church was born for deceptive and difficult days. It's not just the church happens to be here in the middle of deceptive and difficult days. God birthed the church when he started this thing called the last days. And he said, this is what you're here for. To be able to stand strong as a light and a foundation of truth in the middle of deceptive days. To stand strong in the face of adversity in the middle of difficult days. The last days, my friend, are deceptive and difficult. And that's why we need the word of God. As the truth and the foundation of our life. Because if we don't build our lives on the foundation of truth, we will be deceived. And we will not stand strong through the storms of life and the difficulties of our day. We need to realize that. And so with that in mind, here's today's big idea. Everyone say, what's the big idea? Here's today's big idea. Now, it's, it's a big, big idea. It's kind of wordy, but I, ha I worked it. We're going to look at it for two weeks. So let's say, everybody say, real loud and point towards the screen and say, what's the big idea? There it is. Read it with me together, out loud and proud. The big idea, to guard and undergird our lives and families in the midst of these deceptive and difficult days, as well as be able to go into all the world with the gospel. We must be governed and guided by God's Holy Word and His Holy Spirit in all of our ways and in all of our days. Let's read it together. It's a mouthful. I want you to catch it. Take it. Take a picture of it if you need to. Tweet it. Whatever you want to do. But let's read it together and get it down. We're going to look at it. This is about the dynamic duo. Here we go. The big idea. To guard and undergird our lives and families in the midst of these deceptive and difficult days. As well as be able to go into all the world with the gospel. We must be governed and guided by God's holy word and his holy spirit in all of our ways and in all of our days. I'm telling you, these two ideas, these two thoughts, this big idea about the dynamic duo in our life is so vitally important for all of us as we stand in these last days. We need His Word in our life. Not only for us, we need His Word moving through us as we'll see in just a few moments. To guard and undergird our lives and families in the midst of these deceptive and difficult days. As well as be able to go into all the world with the gospel. And listen, that's what it's all about. It's to take this world. In fact, go back to Matthew 24. What did Jesus say? This gospel of the kingdom will be preached as a witness unto me in all nations. Everyone say all nations. And then the end will come. That's our responsibility. So we're to stand strong with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in order to do that, we must be governed and guided by God's holy word and his Holy Spirit 
in all of our ways. Everyone say in all of our ways. And in all of our days. Everyone say in all of our days. That's so vitally important for us. So today, with that in mind, I want to look at God's Word for a moment. Are you in 2 Timothy? If you're in 2 Timothy, say, I'm there, Pastor. Look in chapter 3. I'm going to read the entire chapter, and I want you to see something here today because we're talking about the importance of God's Word in these deceptive and difficult days. Look in chapter 3, verse 1. But know this. Everyone say, know this. Listen, there's some things you just need to know. How many of you know that? In life, there are some things you need to know that you know that you know. And that's what Jesus wanted his disciples to know, that when he began to talk about difficult days, he said, don't let this trouble trouble you. But you need to know this, the last days are filled with trouble. Here we go. But know this, that in the last days, somebody say last days. In the last days, perilous times will come. You see, we're there. And we are experiencing perilous times. Once again, Christians have been slaughtered because of their faith. It's a modern, we're modern day witnesses of end times persecution. You read Revelation, we'll see where people lost their lives and lost their heads. That's the prophetic insight in Revelation about the end of days. Persecution will increase. People will resist the gospel and be uh, anti-Christ, if you will. And already the anti-Christ, the Bible says, has been released upon us. And it says, in the last days, know this, you better know this. Tell somebody, you better get this one down. You better know this. you got to know this. In the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal. Somebody say brutal. You've seen it on the internet. You've seen it on TV. It's brutal. It's the last. We're living in the last. Tell somebody we're in the last days. Perilous times. It's brutal. Despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I'm telling you, that's profoundly true. And they have a form of godliness, but they deny its power. And from such people turn away. Now I'm going to skip down uh, in verse. uh, There's some things there. I'll just for the sake of time. He's just describing the continued trouble and, and how it impacts our world. Verse 10, but you, everyone say, but you. In other words, in the middle of these perilous times, there's someone who does not allow the perilous times to bring them into perilous times. They stand strong in the face of adversity. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and at Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them all, somebody say, out of them all, out of them all, the Lord deliver me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And this is not great preaching today and not very popular at least. But he's talking about perilous times. Everyone say last days. Say perilous times. Listen, I'm telling you, we're talking about something more than breaking a nail today. We're talking about something more than the tire blowing out. We're talking about perilous times. And he says, 
Everybody in these days who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Now catch this. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. What did I tell you? Difficult days and deceptive days. It's the characteristic of the last days. That's why we need this dynamic duo in our life. That's why we need the Word of God. And so he says, hey, there's perilous times coming. He says, but you, look at, look at verse 14, but you must continue. Everyone say continue. Continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the what? The what? The Holy Scriptures. What's Paul now doing? He's linking the necessity of the Word of God to the perilous times. He said, listen, all this is happening, but you cannot let go. You must continue in these things and, and, and the things you've learned. Don't unlearn what you learned. In fact, let me just say, he says this, from childhood. That from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures. Parents, listen carefully. Your children need to know the Word of God. They need to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. They need to be able to quote the Roman road. They need to know that, that God loves them. They need, hey, listen, we're not here to entertain our kids. Listen, when, when we get closer, when we move on into these end of days, listen, it's not video games and pool tables that's going to keep kids and people together. It's going to be the foundation of the Word of God. OMG, telling you the truth today. Look what he says. You must continue in the things which you've learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you've learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now catch verse 16. All Scripture. Everybody say all Scripture. All Scripture is given by inspiration from God. That means breathed out of the nostrils of God. Let me stop before I talk anymore about, uh, finish that verse. This is the Word of God. It is every bit true and righteous altogether. If you doubt the validity of the Word of God, that it is God's Word, you've got you to gotta back up and start over here because this is the Word of the Lord. This is not the word of men. This is God's love letter to men. It's instruction manual to men and women to help us be able to stand strong and fulfill His kingdom purpose in the last days. Everyone say last days. He said this, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God, or I'll say woman of God, the people of God, may be complete. That means complete. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. Listen, here's what he's saying. In the last days, in the perilous times, you need the Word of God in your life more than ever before. And he talks about how it helps you and, and undergirds you and strengthens you. And it's profitable for correction, for reproof, for doctrine, for instruction. That you may be complete, thoroughly equipped, not just to survive, but to thrive. And, and be equipped for every good work. You see, we're not just here to hold the fort till Jesus comes. We're here to take over this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And without the word of God, we are in serious trouble. Amen. We're just a, we're just a country club without his word living and guiding us. And us yielding to the word of God in our life. 
You see, to guard and undergird your life and family in the midst of these deceptive days and difficult days, as well as be able to go into all the world with the gospel, we must be governed and guided by God's holy word. Amen? Now, with that in mind, realize that God's word is powerful. Let me give you some thoughts about God's word. Number one, it'll pierce your life. In fact, it'll pierce through the darkness of your life. What does Hebrews 4.12 say? I love this. Hebrews 4.12 says this, just a few pages to the right if you want to turn there. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and powerful. Somebody say powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even. Somebody say piercing. That mean, that word piercing means to reach through, to penetrate your life. Listen, the Word of God where, where you know, how many of you know we, we can get hard-hearted in life? And the longer we resist God, we get hard-hearted. Let me tell you something about the power of God's Word. It'll pierce your heart. It'll pierce your life. It says this, His Word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and an intents of the heart. When you begin to embrace the Word of God and realize it's God's Word, it'll, and you open up yourself, let me tell you something, the Word of God will pierce into, into the inner recesses of your life and begin to reveal the areas of your life that need uh, His touch and influence in your life and begin to shine the truth into our life and begin to set us free. In fact, the Bible says, if you continue in His Word, you're His disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you I said the truth will set you free. Amen. It's not the truth that sets you free. It's the truth you know. It'll pierce your life and change your life. The Word of God pierces. Number two, the Word of God will protect you. I love what David said in Psalm 119.11. In fact, you need to read all of Psalm 119. It's all about the Word of the Lord. Verse 11 says this, Your Word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The Word of God will pierce your heart, but the Word of God will protect your life and protect you and keep you in perfect peace. And so you need to realize that as you yield yourself to this living and active Word of God that can divide in your life between what you think and what God thinks, what you feel and what God feels, and begin to be a discerner of the thoughts and intents of your heart, you begin to hide that Word in your heart. It will cause you to be able to stand strong and protect you from the influence of evil in the world. That's why you and your kids and our kids' kids need the Word of God in our heart. I got my son-in-law Josh here, and I just, I'll stop and say to him today how much I appreciate the fact that he every night tells my grandchildren, his kids, a God story. And, they, and that's what you call it? They have God stories. And in some ways, they know more about the Bible than some of you do because their parents are pouring in them the God stories. And let me promise you something. If you're there at their house and Josh, for some reason, does not tell them a God story, what will Josiah say? Dad, tell me a God story. Listen, it'll protect them as they grow older. They'll have the Word of God in their heart. And a lot of the trouble and the trauma that others will face, they will not have to face. They may face it, but they'll face it with the Word of the Lord in their life. Amen. 
The Word of God will pierce your life and protect your life. And number two, pardon me, number three, the Word of God will purify your life. Jesus said this in John 15, 3. He said, you're already clean. I love that. Because of the Word I've spoken to you. Listen, some people say, you know, all those Christians are just brainwashed. You ever heard that? You're just brainwashed. That preacher down there is brainwashing you. Christians just brainwashed. That's kind of right. In fact, it's a lot right. We just chose what goes to washing on our brains. And let me tell you, some of us need a cleansing in there. Because as you think, so you go. Some people think they can think things, but now, listen, you think it, one day you'll do it. You keep th- and, and Jesus said this. He said, he said, you're already clean because of the word that I spoke to you. Listen, when you begin to yield yourself to the word of God, it'll begin to wash your brains. And some of us need a brainwashing. We need to be brainwashed with the word of God. And I, in fact, I love what uh, Ephesians 5 talks about when it talks about husbands and wives. Guys, it says you have the glorious opportunity to take the word of God and wash your family, wash your wife with the washing of the water of the Word of God. It'll cleanse your life. Come on, guys. It's time to get the Word of God out. And you think, my wife needs to clean this up. Clean that up. She needs to do this. She needs to do that. We need to get the Word of God and start cleaning our own brains so we can clean our family's brain. My Lord, that's good preaching today. It's the last days for goodness sake. The Word of God will pierce your life, protect your life, purify your life and family. And as Timothy said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it'll, it, it's profitable. It'll profit you. Everybody loves profit. How many of you love profit? It's profitable. It profits us. In fact, that word, it says uh, the Word of God, it's profitable. For doctrine, for reproof, that word prophet means helpful and advantageous in your life. Thank God for the Word of God to help us and keep us and, and, and clean us. And pro- It says it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness that the man or woman of God might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I'm telling you, listen to me carefully today. If you will commit yourself to the Word of God and you will begin to, uh, uh, and we'll, I'll tell you some ways to do that, and you'll begin to embrace God's Word in your life. And just as we said a few moments ago, when you begin to, in all your ways, in all your days, yield yourself to the governance and the guidance of the Word of God in your life, you're going to begin to profit. You're, you're going to begin to see increase. You're going to begin to see blessing. You're going to begin to see breakthrough through. You're going to begin to see all kinds of things that you've been wishing and knocking on wood and rock, paper, scissors and it hadn't happened. You get your nose in the book, my friend, and you begin to let the Word of God feed your life and change your life and purify you, protect you, and pierce into the inner parts of your life and it will begin to profit you in every area of your life. Hallelujah. Beverly, you may have to take over here. Well, I just don't have time. I'm just so busy. Yeah, I get it. No, I don't get it. Josh, what? I, I, Josh, I, don't, I think he's beyond the big head. Josh, what time do you get up in the mornings? Four o'clock in the morning. 
I get up in, at sometimes then, but it's not because I want to. But jo- Josh has adjusted his world to accommodate the Word of God in his life. So he can then give it to his children and his wife. And so he can then also give it to you. And Josh has experienced the profitability of God's Word in his life. It'll profit you. You just have to realize what's really valuable. In fact, the Scripture says it's more valuable than gold. Yay, than much fine gold. Amen? And finally, you need to understand number five, the Word of God, God's holy Word, the first part of this dynamic duo, will prevail in your life. That means get the victory in your life. I love what Acts 19.20 says, so the Word of God grew. The Word of God grew mightily and prevailed. Whoo, I love it. Everyone say, the Word of God grows, and it's mighty. And it will prevail in my behalf. What did Jesus uh, overcome the devil with in the wilderness? He whipped out the word of God. He said, it is written. Everybody say, it is written. Listen, if you don't know what's written, you can't, you can't speak it. You can't quote it. You can't remember it. If you don't know what's in there, you will not prevail. But if you get your nose in the book and begin to eat it, Jeremiah said, that word became flesh. And I ate it. It's like spiritual sustenance in my bones. Everyone say last day. Say perilous times. Paul was telling his son in the faith in perilous times, keep your nose, your heart, your mind, your life, your family, keep them engaged on a daily basis with the Holy Scriptures. The Word of God. It'll pierce your life, change you. Get down in there. How many of you got some? Let's be honest. Anybody, everybody want to be honest? Everybody want to be honest? Let's all be honest. How many of you, there's some areas inside your life that nobody else goes? Listen, and, and, and we guard those areas because God forbid anybody should find out. Listen, let the word of God into that area of your life. Let the word of God pierce that area of your life. He's not going to condemn you. He's going to heal you and help you pierces you, protects you, purifies you, profits you, and it'll be prevailing in your life. God's holy word. Amen. That's why, let me close with some thoughts. That's why we all must. Everybody say it's a must. There's some things that in life that are just a must. That's what Paul was telling Timothy. In the last days, perilous times will come. Look in verse 14. But you must continue. Everybody say, we must. This is not optional, folks. This is last days. This must take place in your life. And some of us are a day late and a dollar short. That's why we've got we've to overdo it, if you will, and begin to study the Word. Here we go. Let me give you some thoughts. We must read and study the Word of God. Everybody say, study. 2 Timothy 2 says, study to show yourself approved. Verse 15, unto God. A worker that needs not to be ashamed. Handling accurately the Word of truth. That's a must. Study 
ready to show yourself approved unto God. We've got to read the Word and study the Word. We've also got to meditate and memorize the Word. He said, continue in it. Keep at it. I love what Psalm 1 says. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, OMG, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water which yields its fruit and its seeds and its leaf shall not wither and whatsoever he does will prosper. We've got to read and study. We've got to meditate and memorize. And number three, we've got to preach and teach. I love what Paul said to Timothy in chapter four. He said, but I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and kingdom. Uh-oh, OMG, there's his appearing again. He's saying, listen, you need to understand, perilous times will come. But Jesus is coming again, and here's what you've got to be busy doing. Preach the Word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. This is the Word of God. It is the truth. It will not lie. Without the Word, we're, we're in serious trouble. Paul said it's the sword of the Spirit. There's the Word and Spirit again. just told you a God story. You need to get up in the morning and tell yourself a God story. Begin to read the red, for goodness sakes. Read how Jesus healed the sick and the lame and the blind. Heal how, read how he died on a Martyr's cross for the sins of all humanity. Read how he was buried in a borrowed tomb and three days later he rose from the dead. Jesus is coming back again. We need his word in our life. As we close this session out today, I want us to pray together. And I want to pray for you. That you and I together, we'd begin to build our lives on what thus saith the Lord. Everything else is shifting sand. The last place you need to be building your life in these days is on shifting sand. Because Jesus said the storms will come. In the last days, perilous times, wars and rumors of wars, pestilence. These are just the beginning of sorrow. 
They'll take you and kill you for the gospel's sake. We need His Word in our life. Let's stand together. And as we close out this session, I want to pray for you. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Before I pray for all of us, I want to pray for those who may not know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ, if you've never had the revelation of Him in your life, I want to pray for you and ask you to, and invite you to give Jesus your life and embrace Him. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you can say, Pastor, gosh, yeah, I, I just never have become a Christian. I've never given my life to Christ today. If you'll pray with me and help me, I'll, I'll give my life. I'm ready. I want, to, I want to know for sure that Jesus lives in my heart, that I'm His and He is mine. If that's you today, if you're here and that's you, just do, do yourself a huge eternal favor and lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor. Anyone here can say, Pastor, I just don't know that I know Him. I'm not going to embarrass you, but Lord, have mercy. I'm going to lead you to Jesus. Go make sure you go to heaven just like Glenn did a few days ago. Anyone here? Finally, let me pray for us to embrace God's Word. And if you happen to have the Word of God in your, close to you, just hold it in your hand and maybe take it in your, uh, and, and pull it up against you. Get your Bible and just hold it right next to your heart. Father, let Your Word Come alive in our life today. Forgive us, Lord Jesus, for not valuing what you say and not valuing your word in our life. Lord, help us understand the power and the dynamic influence the written word of God has for us as believers. Let the word of God come alive in every heart, every teenager. Teenagers, you've got to have, hey, the Word of God has to be paramount. Young adults, the Word of God has to be paramount in your life. Don't let the Word slip through your fingers. You're in trouble without His Word. Understand me, the perilous times are here. We need His Word. Father, help Your Word make a difference in our life today so we can always make a difference with Your Word tomorrow. We thank you for it today. We love your word. Continue to speak to us. Open up your word. And examine us, Lord, with your word. Shine the light of your word on our hearts. Pierce us today, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hey, let's give God and his word a great big hallelujah. Let's let the Lord know. Thank you, Lord for your word well when do I begin today hey if you've, if you've never been a word person get up in the morning Josh can call you in the morning if you'd like and begin to read the red it's not that hard just start reading the red and let the words of Jesus explode in your life. Amen. Don't forget, next Wednesday, we're not going to be here. We're going to be at the park. I want you to bring a lot of dessert because I'm going to take it to all the people that are at the park. And tell them our church family loves you. If you're here searching for a church home, 
And I'd love for you to come be with us. Jim and Trish, raise your hand. Jim and Trish, our, uh, Jim's our elder and, and our, our keyboard player, our bass player, our prayer guy, offering guy. And listen, very soon he's going to sing a special that I heard. He recorded it. I said, Jim, you hit the high note, for goodness sake. They'll be here. If you're searching for a church home, they'll be right here. When we say amen, don't go that way. You come this way. You take Jim and Trish by the hand and you say this. We believe Church on the Rock North is our church family. And today we want to connect with, uh, with, uh, with you and with this church family. And they will pray for you, get some information from you. And we'll welcome you into the church family uh, uh, very soon. And so we believe God's drawing people from the north, south, east, and west. In fact, let me close with a quick prayer. Lord, if there are those here searching for a church home and you, and you have for them to be here today, just drop it in their heart with the divine okie-dokie today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you today. Have a great day. We'll see you.